Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful, intelligent, hardworking, <laughs> Disney at the holidays loving <laughs> wife and co-host, Michelle. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, November 28th, 2021. It's also the first day of Hanukkah. So yeah. for all of you that celebrate... A happy, very happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Yes, that's very nice. So, yeah. And this will be our last show in the month of November. Wow. We will officially move into December. Hope everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I hope everybody had good food, good fun, and stayed safe. Yep, I hope you got to see some of your family, maybe some of your friends. friends. But yes, mm-hmm. more importantly, that you stayed safe. But yes, uh, we had a lot of good food here. I hope mm-hmm. you had a lot of good food as well. Yeah, you did an awesome job cooking, by the way. Yeah. I am very spoiled that you not only do the cooking, but you also do the grocery shopping. <laughs> Yay, well, you do the all best. the other work, so uh, I have to do something around <laughs> here. So I'm glad I could do at least my little part. It so. was awesome, too. I, I, I enjoyed it. We've enjoyed it for the last few days, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. So <laughs> keep enjoying it. Uh, leftovers are great. And turkey soup beginning tomorrow, which Yay. is you should always do. If you get a turkey, save that carcass, make soup out of it. Yeah. One, it's great for when you... When you carve the turkey, you don't have to worry about getting every little piece of meat because if you use that carcass in the soup later, you'll get all that extra meat that That's maybe right. you didn't get off of there into your soup. But also, it's you know, it, it, there's so much great flavor that comes out of the, the carcass, out of the bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a great way to repurpose it and have even more hearty, delicious, wonderful food for the next several days after you yeah. get done with your uh, Thanksgiving spread. It's like the second, you know, like reboot of Thanksgiving when you do the soup. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. And if you want any Yay. tips on uh, how to turn your carcass in the future uh, into the turkey soup, I'd be happy to share those with you. Hit us up through social media or through the Gmail account, which we're about to share here in just a moment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. And the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, we'd love to invite you to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. It's just another way to kind of get some more information on what's going on in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. We tend to give it to you first through the newsletter, and we appreciate all of you who have already subscribed and those of you who are thinking of subscribing in the future. Right, and just be reassured that we don't share that email address with anybody. And for those who are uh, on the newsletter, every once in a while you get a secret bit of information that only newsletter subscribers That's get. That's true. Michelle is usually pretty good at trying to get something that <laughs> it might be a little link, it might be a little video, something to kind of right. share with you from time to time. Um, but we appreciate all of you who are already a part of that. Another way to be in touch with us is through our social media accounts. Please find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us in our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Again, the numbers keep growing. That, yeah. that group is getting larger and larger every single week, and we're having a lot of positive Disney Disney energy fun over there. Yeah, it's just, you know, so much great fun of people sharing, asking questions, posting some 
pictures of what they're doing and we just love it. So please, please join us at that uh, Facebook group. Yeah, and thank you for all the members that have already joined yes. with that group. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, you know, whenever we have some sort of video there as well. And if you want to contact us for any reason, including uh, what to do with the turkey carcass to make that <laughs> soup, uh, please hit us up at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. If you have any questions about any of our episodes or want some more information or have a suggestion of something you'd like to hear us talk about, please do reach out to us through Gmail. Yeah, uh, just a great way to be in touch with us to give us any information that you want to share with anything to just say hi. Right. Uh, We are happy to hear from you anyway. Uh, through any of these uh, medias, by the way. Also, if you want to support this show, you can go to our Spreadshirt shop and pick up, yes, T-shirts, of course, but Mm -hmm. also lots of other items, gear, all sorts of things. With our various logos, our hashtag Real Men Love Frozen logo, Mm -hmm. our standard Hyperion Adventures podcast logo, you may have noticed we got past Thanksgiving. I shifted all of our social media accounts <laughs> to our holiday logo. Yeah. That is also available there on a lot of stuff. Uh, if you want to check us out there, it's hyperion-adventures-podcast.myspreadshop.com. Again, hyperion-adventures-podcast.myspreadshop.com. Just do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and <laughs> Spreadshirt. It'll come up for you. Right. Or on our social media accounts, you can do the links that way too. Yep. That's another easy way to do it as well. Um, also, if you want to support the show in a different way, uh, you can be a part of our Patreon group. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Much easier address to figure out. <laughs> uh, and then we have all sorts of tiers there, starting for as low as $2 per month to just kind of help the sport, the show. Uh, you kind of like what we're doing. You'd like to you know, show us that you enjoy what you're doing. We have a lot of things that we have to pay for here um, on a monthly basis just to make sure that this show gets out to mm-hmm. you and we charge you nothing for it. And we never will charge you anything for it. But we'd love it if you'd be willing to support our show uh, through that Patreon group. Right. And and we really, truly appreciate those of you who have already joined. Um, you're the best. And we, you know, one, we feel appreciated by you. So that's such a great feeling. But, you know, as Tom said, there are monthly fees. Uh, we're not making any money off of this podcast, but we do want to continue it. And, and we love those of you who show your support through the Patreon group. Yep. We really, really appreciate it so much. And speaking of those of you who are already members and those of you who become members very quickly, um, we have a little check your mailbox soon Ooh. because you may be getting a little holiday something here in the next several weeks as a thank you and a nice little holiday present for you for being a part of our Patreon membership. Yes, group. yes. Thank so. you very much. So moving on now, this was something that I should have done last week, but it completely skipped my mind because we had so many things to run through with all the D20 destination D23 news mm-hmm. and info. We were trying to get our uh, our cousin Zach on to do the show right. last week and everything, but we closed out another category for the Hyperion Adventures podcast, Disney Hall of Fame. Uh, this one was for the best animated character so it could be disney it could be pixar as michelle pointed out a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. it could be star wars right. it could be marvel now that there's more animation going on with that 
So we do have our group of final nominations and we always like to give you um, our list that we've added on our nominations there and then we'll get to the final ballot and tell you which characters made it. So whenever we do this, we start with Michelle because she does the best research. <laughs> she definitely has the best tips, but yeah. she always has the best lists as well. So Michelle, oh, what five five-ish five characters are you? did you nominate for a Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame? All right, I followed directions. I just did five. They're, in, they're not in any particular order. Um, I have Tiana. Uh-huh. I just feel like she's such a great role model great character. Choice, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jiminy Cricket. I mean, oh. just our conscience and yeah. just such a classic character. Jiminy's so good, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas. I, I think she's just, you know, I know with those movies, maybe not, they weren't everybody's thing. Um, but just the concept of, of somebody being young and and putting herself out there for her community. I, I just found also a role model uh-huh. there. Um, Baymax for uh, so many reasons. Love but Baymax. Just that he's adorable. Yes. <laughs> and the last one is Maui. Oh, Maui. <laughs> just, uh, you know. You're welcome. <laughs> I know, right? Just, you know, um, kind of like Genie, right? He yeah. kind of carried that film in, in some of that direction that, you know, we saw in Aladdin. So I, I just saw him as that kind of character. Very good. A good Thank list. You. Michelle's list, always the best <laughs> list. What about yours? Uh, my list in no particular order, uh, Moana. Mm-hmm. I bet you expect him yes, to I totally Moana. Yes, I did. Mulan. I think Mulan is uh, also Mulan. Really a, a great pick and, and deserve it to be uh, within the Hall of Fame right? at some point for sure. I also, we, we, we are, Baymax is close to our hearts here. <laughs> uh, Baymax may be making our cruise with us here in a few yes. weeks uh, and we may have have some pictures posted with Baymax. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baymax definitely had to make it in. Yeah, you know, hashtag real men love Frozen. Well, hashtag also real men love Tangled. So uh, <laughs> Rapunzel is on oh, my list. Uh-huh. And did I mention hashtag real men love Frozen? <laughs> Anna Elsa Christoph Olaf Sven. <laughs> yeah, I knew... I knew Frozen would be covered by you as well as Moana. So yeah, good. There we good go. Good choices, honey. So uh, the characters that have already, I, mean, I should have mentioned this already, the characters who have already made it into the hall are we grandfathered in the whole sensational six. So mm-hmm. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, Daisy, and Pluto are mm-hmm. in. And the, who got voted in the first year were uh, Woody and Jeannie. Mm-hmm. And then last year, Wally made it in. So yeah. here is our list of final ballot nominees. Uh, for this year. And they start with, yes, Baymax did make (laughs) it in. Very happy with that for sure. Uh, Buzz Lightyear made it. Mm -hmm. Elsa made it in. (laughs) Moana, Uh yes. Olaf trying to become a two-time uh, High period adventure Disney Hall of Famer. He's oh, already yeah. in for uh, best sidekick, maybe right. in last year. So Olaf trying to make it in again. Uh, Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. Made oh, it perfect. In. Yeah. Uh, Rapunzel uh-huh. made it, yes. Uh, Remy. Oh, you know, yeah. From very Ratatouille. Yep. Very, very popular this year, especially with the new attraction right, now. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, Stitch made it in. Mm-hmm. People love Stitch. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy character that he is. Uh, Sven, I, I, even though I nominated him, I was a little surprised that Sven made it in, but he did. So. Uh, Tiana. Nice. Tiana made it in, yes. Uh, Timon. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't have Pumbaa, Pumbaa. and not have right. Timon in there as well. Tinkerbell oh, is a possibility. Yeah. She might make it in. And finally, one that I'm again in surprise that was not on Michelle's list. Winnie the Pooh is, <laughs> oh, yeah. is, is in there. <laughs> 
Those are all great nominations. Yes. It's going to be tough to it narrow down. Be. They always are tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always are tough. So uh, those will be on our final ballot coming up here in just a few weeks. We are getting close to the end of the year, and that's when that final ballot will be put together. But we still have a couple more categories that we need to get out of the way. And the one that's available right now for nomination is Best Live Action Film which counts anything under the Disney umbrella right now. It could be made when it was with Disney. It could mm-hmm. have been made before when it was with, uh, before they joined Disney. Disney bought them out, whatever the case may be. Cool. Uh, the the movies that have already made it in are Mary Poppins, so classic Disney, mm-hmm. yes, and also The Empire Strikes Back, so obtained Disney. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can yeah you can pick anything uh, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, Muppets, Indiana Jones, etc. Right. As long as it's under the Disney umbrella, it is up for nominations, and we'll be accepting those nominations up until next Saturday. So just to let you know, great. So cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> so now let's get to the thing that we do happen to have going on every week and that is my favorite thing from this week Uh, we always have something that is kind of tickled our fancy during the week (laughs) uh you know and it could be disney related it could be personal it could be whatever you want it to be it's just whatever your favorite thing is this week and again we always go with michelle because her favorite thing is usually (laughs) the best thing so let's go michelle what is your favorite thing from this week um i i guess i actually had like a tie. So obviously having Thanksgiving, a wonderful meal. Uh, You did an amazing job cooking. It was so delicious. And like you said, we've been fortunate to be able to continue having that, Mm -hmm. that deliciousness over the last couple of days. Um, and being, you know, with your mom here mm-hmm. as well. Was, Which we haven't been able to do for a couple know, years, and especially last year with COVID. Right. Uh, and so it was nice to have her over and celebrate. Yeah. So that, that would have w- been one of my favorite things yeah. as well. So that was like my number one A. Um, you know, the other thing, I guess that I, it, I, I didn't say it's my favorite thing, but glad to have gotten it handled already as I did get my my boost you did yeah, I'm very proud booster. of you getting your booster shot <laughs> I'm you. still waiting to get mine yeah, hopefully this, this week. week yeah mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get it this week um so we'll see how that goes yeah so anyways and well, how'd it go for you um as far as side effects or anything you know um it's a booster so in um I had Moderna so it was a half dose Moderna's boosters it's a half dose um I did pretty well, actually. I don't know if it's just because of that or, um, you know, the recommendation we've heard in the past is either getting, uh, you know, hydrated with Gatorade or Pedialyte. And I did the Pedialyte because I just like the taste a little bit better um, and also calories wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I did a fair amount of that um, on the day that I got my vaccine. And, and I, you know, I did feel as a result, better. I think also too, now that they're saying you can take like Tylenol, Mm -hmm. um, whereas when we were first getting the vaccines early in 2021, they were like, oh, you can't take anything. Don't take it for a while. I know. And unless you have like a fever and it's like, that really helped too. helped with just some of the discomfort. And, you know, like if your arms hurting and you roll over while you're sleeping and it wakes you up, having some Tylenol and you can prevent that. Yeah. So very good. Very yeah. Good. Yeah. You, you just seemed like you, you had a little bit of uh, some arm pain, but right. you seemed pretty good overall. Yeah. So yeah. Good. I actually went to work the next day and yeah, we have 
crazy day. <laughs> we have heard the recommendation and uh, it worked for me when we when I got my original second shot mm-hmm. uh, of Moderna was uh, doing the Gatorade before and after the shot and mm-hmm. being hydrated and getting the electrolytes in you. And I had very minimal side effects. Right. You know, I was a little worn out and arm pain and maybe a headache for about... I don't know, uh, 45 minutes an hour, but it's not really that bad. Right. But uh, that's what we've heard. So, um, you know, no promises. We, you know, but um, there have been, seems to be success um, fair oftentimes if right. you are able to hydrate uh, significantly with electrolytes when you're doing your booster shot or your uh, any doses of the COVID vaccine. Right, right. So, very good. Thank you. So what was your favorite thing this week? Well, my favorite thing, again, um, was having my mom over for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and just having a nice Thanksgiving meal yeah. together with her again for the time. Um, I also wanted to mention something. It's not Disney, but we watched it last night. Um, heard, we've seen a little some ads for it, heard about it, and it just tickled me to death. It was the, uh, what is it, the 8-bit Christmas yeah. or something like that? <laughs> Um, or Mary, bit well, I think a bit Christmas, a bit holiday, whatever. It's I think it was eight bit Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO Max right now, and it's very much like a Christmas story, only for like kids of the eighties, right? Dealing with like them trying to get a Nintendo system, right. you know, <laughs> rather than the Red Rider beef gun, yes. you know. But it was just as a as a child of the eighties, it really hit close to home for right. me, <laughs> and I just thought it would just tickled me, and it was it was heartfelt. Neil Patrick Harris oh, stars amazing. in it, and he's the narrator mm-hmm. and does some great stuff and it's just cute fun uh, it was a good you know light-hearted christmas right movie. right it looked like it w- could have been definitely a disney movie yeah. the way it was you know played out and everything like that and it was cute because it, there were even some things i was like oh, okay this is so predictable and this is going to happen and that didn't happen so it was it was just cute yeah, yeah. It was enjoyable. If, if you're if you're a child of the '80s like we are, I think you might get a kick out of it as well because it just there's just so many things about it that you're like, yep, I remember days like that. Yep, <laughs> right. Yep. You know, or if you like uh, the Christmas Story, it's a little more modern yeah. take on that. Yeah. So um, I recommend it. If you have HBO Max, go check it out yeah. for sure. So that's our favorite things from this week. As always, if you ever want to chime in with your favorite thing from mm-hmm. any week, uh, we'd be happy to share that on the show. Just hit us up through our Gmail account, through our social media channels. We love sharing your favorite things as well. Exactly. So let's get to this week's show. Lots of stuff for you this week, including, well, actually there aren't as many stories as you would think. I think maybe because the destination D23 was the week before. And of course the holiday weekend, they kind of, curved it a little bit but i do have a few things for you and uh one thing i have is a few of our favorite disney song scores and albums received grammy nominations we'll tell you what those are yeah. and one virtual cue for a disneyland guest favorite goes away while another is set to begin we'll tell you which of those are happening which is going away and which is starting but let's not hesitate any longer let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week So as you might be able to tell by the music, we are full-fledged now into the holiday season. So we thought we'd start looking at 
a little bit of the holidays in the Disney parks, a little bit of Disney holidays. And Michelle had the great idea of let's do this in a fun little way. They're not just, you know, oh, listing items right. that are Disney park. No, we're going to do a little game because, you know, Michelle is the game show hostess <laughs> with the mostest, right? So tell the listeners, Michelle, what game are we playing today? All right. Well, we're doing a Disney Parks holiday, this or that. Ooh, I fine. know. You know, so some of it will be this or that from the same park and some might be between East Coast and West Coast. Um, you know, and some haven't started yet even. So um, we're just going to talk about some choices, especially really looking for your choices, honey, to see, you know, what you would... What would you choose between this or that? Yeah, and we hope you play along at home as well. And, you know, if you want to let us know if any of these or if we were completely wrong in the one that we <laughs> picked, um, we were happy to hear them. Yeah, hit us up again, social media, Gmail account. However, we'd love to hear what you come up with as well. Right. And, you know, I mean, like you said, honey, we, you know, we didn't want to just list all the things going on for the holidays. Well, first of all, we'd need a, 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 like a week long show to so do much holiday stuff going <laughs> know. on this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just kind of highlight some things that either traditional things that they've had, bef- you know, for a while now and some newer things and, you know, just kind of highlight a few pointers. And obviously, like Tom said, if you um, have a difference of w- what our choices are, please let us know or if, or if there were some things that we should have covered because they're great highlights for your personal experiences. We want to hear about that. Too. Yeah, I'm sure we won't hit everything. Oh, okay. no, it's yeah. a small list, actually. Okay, well, that's good. That's good. So let's go through them. That's All right. So, um, you know, I know in the past we've done drawing of things like very random, but this I, I, I have it, plotted it. it out. I plotted it out and I have it by kind of category. So um, the first one we'll start out with is entertainers. Okay. All right. So this or that, honey. Mariachi Divas, which is the Grammy award-winning mariachi group at Disney California Adventure Park, um, or Mostly Culture, which is a very unique group that performs at Sonoma Terrace. Um, And it's really cool. Uh, They're a seven-person band that celebrates Hanukkah. um, But it's not your like typical band, even though they do play like jazz and Latin and rock. um, But they, it's the, they also have like the unique instruments that you don't typically see is like an accordion, a fiddle and a clarinet. Mm -hmm. Plus it's in that nice little cozy setting there at Sonoma Terrace. So, okay. I know, I think this is a hard one. Yeah, it is. um, Because I love both uh, Mm -hmm. very much. Um, But, and this is the only reason I'm going to pick this way is because we only see mostly kosher during the holiday season. So I'm going to, since this is a holiday thing, I'm going to give them the nod. We can go see the Mariachi Divas for much of the rest of the year. And you should, if you go to Disney California Adventure Park, go down there, get some great food over at the Paradise Garden Mm -hmm. Grill and enjoy a set from the Mariachi Divas. But also, uh, mostly kosher. They're fun. They're interactive. um, They'll get you up and dancing. It's a good time. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm going to give, just because it's the holidays, mostly kosher the nod. Right. Totally agree with you on that rationale. And and I would say the same thing. Um, I think too, because they are interactive with the audience a little bit more uh, is that, well, the nice thing about the mariachi divas is um, although they're not there year round, they are there during a lot of the times and they do have different shows set up based on seasonal things going on Mm -hmm. too. So, um, but their, their holiday one is, is definitely 
oh, a yeah. great one. It's with, great. Yeah. It's, uh, you should see both. If they're both in, if they're both there in the park that day, you should stop by and see both because they right. both put on an excellent show. Yes. But I agree with you on your choice. Okay. The next one is attraction overlays and there's tons. Ooh. There are a lot of them. Um, and I, I definitely excluded Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion overlay because that's... That's going to win. That's going to win no matter what <laughs> what it goes up against. So um, this one might be a little bit more challenging. We'll see. Um, Jingle Cruise or Luigi's Joy to the World. Mm. Um, wow. It's, it's another tough one. Right? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Jingle Cruise just because I think it's a fun way that they do that. It gives the, you know, the skippers who always make every expedition that you have right. there on those rivers uh, so entertaining. Um, it gives the, lets them break out some new jokes or some different jokes that you maybe not hear the rest of the year. Sure. Uh, love both, but I think I would lead towards the Jingle Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, this one was, you know, even though I created it, <laughs> this one was a tough one for me too. I mean, the Jingle Cruise, obviously, if you're looking at an experience, goes a little bit longer mm -hmm. than, you know, Joy to the World. But if you're just looking at the, I, I, I guess, I, I, I don't know if the word quality, just, you know, the, the immersiveness or whatever. I, I don't know, jo Joy to the World, I like the music. Um, you just feel uplifted yeah, when you every, do it every time no matter what uh, luigi is 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 whatever their um you know whether it's the regular iteration or right. whether it's the halloween iteration or whatever uh they all are fun and joyful exactly sure. and so for people who haven't experienced uh luigi's uh, traction so you go into these cars and they're on it like a trackless system it's outdoors um and it's you know themed with the cars uh, character of Luigi, but you're in like a little car, like a roadster, and it it moves around in synchronization to music. Mm -hmm. And at the holiday season, they put on um, Christmas themed, not your traditional Christmas music. It's it's just more kind of fun Italian style music that has words that relate to the holidays as well as mm -hmm. cars you know and it's just really really fun and cute and like i said to me when you leave that you're just you got a smile on your face right it's just so cute the whole idea between luigi's uh behind luigi's rollick and roadsters the original attraction and going into the joy to the world mm -hmm. and the halloween uh is that it's it's uh luigi's and um, cousins from Carsley have right. all come to town and they're just having a fun get together. Right. And they're all having a dance party out there. And so you're in, you're riding with the cousins right. as they dance in various different ways. Yes. And it's, it is a lot of fun um, to go through and, and just enjoy. It's, it's, it's really a good time. It, yeah. Highly, it's fun for all ages. Recommend. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So, all right, we're going to touch on a little bit of food now and then. Okay. So here's our first category, uh, holiday food desserts. Okay. Okay. So I know how much you love creme brulee. Mm -hmm. So in Disneyland, they have two that are available uh, now during the holidays at Blue Bayou. They have a cookie buttercream, excuse me, a cookie butter creme brulee. Mm -hmm. That has it's a creme brulee that has uh, cookie crumbles and a chocolate brownie on top. Mm, sounds good. Uh, at Cafe Orleans, they have a hot cocoa creme brulee that is topped with marshmallow chantilly and served with a sugar cookie. Hmm. 
Um, I tend to steer, well, I mean, it's interesting because there's chocolate there, but for a creme brulee itself, um, you know, with topping with the brownie, I think I'm going to go with the blue bayou um, just because I, I like, I, I like cookie butter. It's mm-hmm. tasty. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and I like the, br- I love brownies. So you, you combine the two of them. Um, I just think I give that the nod over the cocoa creme brulee personally. Right, right. Yeah. This, I'm not as much of a, sh- I like sugar cookies are fine, but I'm not a huge sugar cookie person. Right, right. I mean, I think the nice thing about both of these is that topping, whether it be the brownie or the sugar cookies, um, it's kind of separate. Uh, well, the brownie is on top, The but anyways, you could take them off and just enjoy the, the dish without it. It's mm-hmm. not like mixed in as part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, this one was really tough for me. Um, I think I'm going though with the hot chocolate. Hot cocoa. Okay. A little difference of opinion here, but that's good. Yes, that's good. yes. I'd like to try I mean, them both. I just thought the idea, too, of marshmallow chantilly sounded really cool and mm. interesting to try. There you go. All right. Very good. All right. So here is another food selection. And this is on the East Coast over at Epcot. Okay. All right. With the Festival, with the of, the festival holidays. of Holidays and World Showcase. Mm-hmm. So there is um, from Mele Kalikimaka Holiday Kitchen is Kalur pork mm-hmm. with Okinawa purple sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and mango salad. Mm-hmm. Or from Lahayam, I know I'm not saying Lahayam. it. Lahayam Holiday Kitchen, smoked salmon potato latka. Wow. Um, love both those mm-hmm. things. Um, both things I would create uh, and maybe I will create. I've actually created already for Disney Dishes blog uh, a copycat of the potato pancake, right. the latka mm-hmm. uh, with the smoked salmon, mm-hmm. um, so, which you can check out there on Disney Dishes blog. And it's really good. Um, I, I guess it would depend on what mood I'm in because that's a, more of a little lighter dish. Uh, whereas the Kahlua pork, uh, you know, with the sweet potato and everything, um, and the mango salsa, mm-hmm. not super heavy, but a little bit heavier. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm just judging on what mood I'm in right at this moment. Now, right. if I walk in there, I could be in a different mood, but I'm going with the Kahlua pork. I love kind of that Polynesian style flavor. Mm-hmm. I love Kahlua pork. Right. Um, the sweet potatoes, the purple sweet potatoes, it's kind of, you got that sweet savory thing going on there with the, the, the salty pork ish, the salty right. smoky pork, and then the brightness of the mango salsa to go along with it. Um, I think that's where I would lean, but can't go wrong with either of those dishes. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you that the, the Kahlua pork dish hits on all taste profiles or a lot of taste profiles that are amazing and that, um, we love. But I think, you know, I maybe just because of so many times going to World Showcase over the holidays that the salmon um, latka is just screams holiday to me. You know, um, I've kind of adopted it into my own realm of consideration for holiday food. And so I think that's the one I'd go with. Very good. Again, I just I was just thinking I also have a uh, Kahlua style pork and mango salsa with tater tots. On the Disney dishes. Okay, blog. yeah, I thought you had done a Kahlua pork yeah, one. So yeah, so if you're if you're looking for something similar to that, I mean, it's not the the purple sweet potatoes, right. but it is something similar with right. The, it's a in oven Kahlua style pork. So you don't need to go in the backyard, <laughs> dig a pit, Aww. you know, bury a pig <laughs> out there. Uh, you can make it right in your own oven, and um, and it's it's it's, it's pretty, pretty good, good too. Yeah, I think I put some pickled red onions on there right. as well. Yeah, uh, it's very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, all right. This one I think might be hard for you. They've all been hard so far. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. I guess I'm not really trying to make it hard, but just to show how um, many wonderful things that they have that, you know, this or that is like, ooh. Yeah, it's always, a, sometimes you just, bit of both. A bit of both. Because you have to, you can't make the decision between the two. Right. So this is an East Coast, um, excuse me, a West Coast one uh, at Disneyland. And they're both in Disneyland. All right. Okay. So it's the category here is decorated buildings and their lighting ceremonies. Okay. So the first one, Winter Enchantment at Sleeping Beauty Castle. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's a small world holiday lighting. This isn't tough for me. I mean, I love the lighting on the on Sleeping Beauty Castle. It's gorgeous. Um, kind of that icicle lights look to them. You know, really does feel winter, even though you're in the middle of Southern California right. and it may have been 80 that day. Yes. Uh, it does really feel wintry. But there is nothing like the facade of its small world getting lit up at right. night with thousands and literally thousands of holiday lights. Right. It is gorgeous. It's something to behold when it lights up. It's something, no matter what day, what time of the evening you go by, it's going to catch your eye. And, you know, they also light up all the. Um, the topiaries topiaries thank you i couldn't think of the word of mm-hmm. them all the topiaries there are all the different little animals right. out there and everything those are beautiful as well that is an easy pick for me um that hands down wins because you can't see i mean the lit up castles you can go to virtually all the disney sure. parks and they're all gorgeous they're all beautiful but this is the only place you're going to see the lights like you will see it it's a small world during the holiday season wow very good you know um and the difference with it's a small world facade at uh, Disneyland is it's all outside you know it's kind of like um when you're at at Disney World when you're going into it's a small world once you're undercover you're seeing like a you know a taste of it a taste of it it's just it's it's much smaller scale it's, it's one of those things that's smaller scale at Disney World right at least that part of it not yeah. the not necessarily the ride it is smaller. <laughs> I'm, I, she's, she's not convinced of this, but I can tell you right now, and this is for good or bad. This may deter you or <laughs> to make you want to ride it. Um, and unfortunately, it's a small world right now. And I guess there was a really tough accident that happened there at Disneyland. And oh. that, that's, it's, they're hoping to get it fixed and run in for the holiday season, but it's not going right now. But anyway, when it is running, mm-hmm. it's a small world at Disneyland is a longer attraction than it's a small world at Walt Disney World at Magic Kingdom Park. Right. So. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's true. Um, but I have to agree with you. Although the the um, and I'm looking at a picture of it now. The castle lit up. Sleeping Beauty Castle uh, with the holiday overlay lights and everything. First of all, it's one of the times that makes the castle look bigger than you know much bigger than normal um a lot more grandiose 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 uh and it's just so lovely and wonderful and the lighting up is really magical but i agree with you the, the it's a small world um you know, first of all, the color scheme of it is not what you would expect for It's a Small World. It doesn't have more of the like the blues and the grays and the greens. It's much more reds. That, and reds, the, pinks, oranges, right. yellows, greens. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's really beautiful. But I do think it's still a nod to Mary Blair who would mix colors that you wouldn't normally see together anyways. But yeah, um, and, and I know that we've both at one time or another have had that image on our phone as the 
the homepage yeah. for, for it because it is just so lovely. It's the backdrop right now on our social media pages. So ah, that okay, allow you to right, put a yeah. backdrop uh, there. That's I've, I've added that in since in there. So cool because it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Something for people who have only been to Walt Disney World to look forward to if they come out yeah. to holiday, Disneyland for the holidays. Holiday time at Disneyland is a great time. To it visit, is for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, staying over here on the West Coast at Disneyland, some holiday food that are actually in um, the regular restaurants. Okay. Okay. So, in the Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, holiday sandwich, which is a roasted turkey stuffing gravy and cranberry sauce on rustic bread served with house-made chips. Mm. And their house-made chips chips are pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and this is a new one that's actually not starting until mid-December at Harbor Gallery is a seafood seafood boil, which is Cajun buttered shrimp with red potatoes, corn, and Andalouie sausage with rustic bread also. Mm. Sounds good. I know. Uh, I'm a Jolly Holiday fan. Um, mm. they, most of, uh, almost all of their sandwiches, right. they throw in those wonderful house-made chips that are just I could just eat those. Just give me a big bag of those and I could just snack on those all sure. afternoon long. That's true. That's um, true. But I, I love Thanksgiving food. For one thing, I love, uh, and that's part of the reason why I go all out with our spread mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving is because I love all that stuff. I'm a comfort food junkie. Um, so I, and so you, you throw it all in a sandwich with some of the great bread that they use from the bakery there and you have me. Um, I love Jolly Holiday and that's what I would pick. That's true. Yeah, I, I agree with you in, in some regards to that. Uh, you know, one thing about this sandwich, you know, it, it is, it's not just like um, deli sliced turkey. It is real chunks of turkey and their cranberry sauce is, it's not like the cake. It's, you know, it's, it's got some substance to it, you know, so I think that's, you know, what really makes it nice and and the complementing of those together. Um, But, you know, and maybe just, again, like you said, it's how you feel that day. And Mm -hmm. maybe I'm in a seafood mode because I picked the salmon also, but I I would um, like to, I'm interested in trying the seafood boil. Um, Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, a little different and kind of like the, that area where the Harbor Gallery is. It's just kind of sometimes, um, it's just a nice rustic area to, yeah. to relax. Um, and for those watch. of you who don't know, that's uh, kind of outside of the Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square. Uh, if you just go past the Haunted Mansion a little bit right there on the Rivers of America, mm-hmm. kind of near the crossover uh, on the rafts to... to uh, to Tom Sawyer, um, Tom Sawyer Island. Island. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It was like Mark Twain Island. No, Mark Twain's the the uh, steamboat right. there. You know, no, um, Tom Sawyer Island. There, it's kind of right by there. It's just a little, a little shy. It's not like Columbia Harbor House, which is a full size restaurant. Right. This is just more of a walk up window. Exactly. Itself. But yeah. Uh, yeah, they have uh, lobster rolls and stuff there. Occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. pretty. That's they've had that for years. Yep. I guess it's just a real big. People love it. So. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So. All right, you're doing great so far, honey. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm enjoying it. I want all this stuff now. I know, right? Yeah. It gets you ready for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Okay, street ambiance decorations. Mm, okay, this one will be difficult. I can know. I know already. Okay, and and this one it's it's a coast to coast comparison. Okay. All right. So Main Street USA at Walt Disney World. Okay. Or the main drive of Cars Land. Oh, Cars Land. 
<laughs> um, I love both Main Street USA's, whether it's Disneyland or Magic Kingdom. Right. They're both gorgeous. They're all they're very homey. Uh, you get the tree there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really really nice. I love it. But Cars Land is so. I mean, like I said, you can go to the Main Street at Magic Kingdom. You can go to Main Street USA right. at Disneyland. You can go to Main Street USA in. Paris, Disneyland Paris, right. and you're going to have great holiday decorations. But nothing is unique as the Cars Land <laughs> holiday decorations that are made completely out of car parts. Right. And, and they're just so interesting to look at and see how they've taken these car parts and and tools and various different things and turn them into you know if you don't if you if you don't look closely at them they look like traditional right, christmas exactly. decorations yes. and you look at them you're like that snowflake is all made of wrenches you know? <laughs> I, mean, I know it is it's, it's adorable it's really interesting to look at yes good choice I think i'm leaning the same way with you um you know going down main street usa like you said of either uh, Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom or at Disneyland Resort it really gives you that, you know, uh, kind of like an old-fashioned Christmas card feel You to get it. that feel that Walt wanted, you, that you were right. in a little small town going right. down the Main, Main Street, Street USA. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, perfect. whether you're in, you know, in the daytime where you're seeing the different, you know, real details of the ornaments and, you know, uh, foliage that they're using, Compared to at night when they have so many wonderful sprinkling of twinkling lights and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I agree with you, um, Cars Land. And again, day or night, it's it's two different experiences on there. But it's just such unique, um, creative type of decorations. Like you said, if you just kind of quickly look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Christmas decorations. But when you look at the into the details of it and see how they have... Um, used car parts for this. It's just phenomenal. It's brilliant. And it's it a great really work is. by the Imagineers with the cars or whoever is doing it there um, to create these decorations because they're they're so fascinating to check out. For exactly. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to do a little bit more food here. Okay. You know, and, Getting and hungry. I know it, right? And I know we're doing um, maybe a disproportionate so far of Disneyland. Hopefully, again, we, you know, we like to entice people to know that Disneyland is great as well. Yes. And it and maybe, you know, podcasts don't talk about it quite as much. So I just wanted to kind of put plugs in there for that. So, okay. At Disneyland Park at the Rancho del Zocolo. Mm-hmm. And these are meat entrees choices, this okay. or that. All right. They're pork Pozole, mm. which is uh, a soup. right. It's a, a Mexican stew with hominy, shredded pork, mm-hmm. uh, peppers, cabbage, onions, mm-hmm. radishes. Really good. It really is yeah. good. Pozole is really good. Yeah. Or this year from Lamplight Lounge at Disney California Adventure Park, stout braised winter short ribs, <laughs> which is uh, the, they're put on. They're served on. Uh, spiced butternut squash risotto, glazed baby carrots, and bourbon cranberry sauce, toasted pepitas, and pea shoot greens. Yeah, and this will be, again, a, another, like, what are you in the mood for? Do you mm-hmm. want something a little lighter? I mean, not that, you know, it's a hearty, pozole is a hearty soup, but right. it's it's a little bit lighter, you know, whereas this is full on short ribs and mm-hmm. risotto and everything else. So this is going to be a real meal for you here. Um, and, but I've, they're both comfort food, but 
I love a good braised short rib. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a little, if you're going to throw some butternut squash risotto in right. with it as well. Um, I like the contrast of flavors. I'm Short ribs are one of my, if I could eat short ribs and, <laughs> and maintain my girlish figure um, every day, I would do it because I love bra- good braised right. beef short ribs. They're really, really good. Right. And I think we've been very satisfied with you know, the short ribs that we've had at different mm-hmm. uh, events at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, yeah, you know, I, I totally agree with you. And, and again, it, it may be just how I'm feeling today. Um, I, I think the Mexican dish, the stew, very much comfort food. And I don't know, I just, if we were to order right now, that's probably what I, if we were in a restaurant and given those two choices, that's what I would order. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get right it. now, if you're Maybe in Disneyland, you may want the Pozole. If you're in the Disney California Adventure Park and you, you're in the Lamplight Lounge, then maybe those short ribs are calling out. Right. To you. Right. You know? Okay. So this is a mix. It doesn't, it doesn't, they don't necessarily relate, but they're both experiences. Okay. Okay. So, um, and these are on the East Coast at uh, Disney World. So they're both at Epcot. Okay. Okay. So from the Mexican Pavilion, mm-hmm. the Los Posadas Celebration. Mm-hmm. And if anybody hasn't been to that, well, y- you should. It's great. But, mm-hmm. you know, it really goes through the story of, you know, the, the Mexican tradition of the holidays. And uh, they do a great job with, you know, having the mariachis there and telling the story and getting the, the kids involved mm-hmm. that are in the audience. Uh, or living with the land holiday overlay no oh, the living with the land holiday <laughs> overlay is the best so good i mean living with the land i always love it's just such a nice relaxing even though you've seen some videos this week you're like what's going on living with the land <laughs> um, but most of the time it's yes. really nice and relaxing and interesting um you know little attraction and uh, I love what they do, the holiday overlay, because it makes sense. To right. Just, you know, to put some string up some lights through all these uh, different greenery right, yeah. and everything, you know, throw some uh, sand snowmen out there, <laughs> whatever, sandmen, whatever you want to call them. Right. And uh, create this happy holidays theme throughout it. It's just very cute. And I, I love that. Um and that's that would be the one I would pick. Now, um, the La Posada is is really cool too. You know, mm-hmm. you have a, usually a mariachi band out there and mm-hmm. some dancers and everything. And like you said, they do a really great job of getting the children involved. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're doing right now, right. how much they can do right now right, with but. Uh, COVID times. But when things are or were what they were before, uh, they would really get the kids involved. And uh, by the way, if you want to know what the story of La Posada is, it's it, that's part of the Three Caballeros, mm-hmm. the, the movie. Uh, go check that out on right. Disney Plus. They tell the story of uh, La Posada. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a very rich, culturally rich experience mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right. So we're getting what kind of... What was your de- pick? Um, my pick was also living with the right. land. Um, although I have to say when, you know, each time we've seen the La Posada celebration... It's always fun. I get choked up. Yeah. You know, it's great. But, but yeah, just in terms of the experience that if I had to this or that do right now, I would pick. Yeah. I don't think that none of these choices, there hasn't been one that I wouldn't, if I had to go the other way, that I would be disappointed in. Right. You know, it's just picking which one I prefer at any, right now. Right. You'd ask me in five minutes, I may change. Right. Uh, there, there isn't a miss with anything you've suggested so far. Cool, yeah. cool. Well, and that's what's great about enjoying the holidays at a Disney park that, you know, yes, you might like some things better than another, 
but they're all still great. Mm -hmm. They're all still fun. Also good is that usually you can do both if you want to. That's true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here is a comparison, East Coast, West Coast, because it's an overall foodie experience. Mm. All right. Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, and that just opened on Friday Mm. and runs through December 30th. They do have the 14 holiday kitchens throughout World Mm -hmm. Showcase. You know, and, and have some holiday traditional foods from around the world. Uh, or Disney Festival of the Holidays at Disney California Adventure Park. Now that runs a little bit longer. It's actually opened on November 12th and goes through till January 9th. Um, so they have their festive food marketplace that has eight kiosks. Um, and they have holiday dishes, but they they are a little bit more creative in taking some of the traditional food and, and either how they prepare it or how, how they present it, et cetera. Um, so just on those two holiday f- food festivals experiences, which. Um, you know, it's interesting because. This or that. Yeah, I, I think that they're both great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to go wrong with either one of them. I just think that, you know, the fact that you're in the country where a lot of these food booths are happening, right. you know, I mean, not that they're all related to a country there. And usually there's a food booth related to every single country there, mm-hmm. but there's some extra ones as well. But you know, it just makes you gives that, you know, it, it, there's so many touches of the holiday season within that country as right. we go along. We did, I think it was last year, we did a you know, holiday traditions around World Showcase mm-hmm. of, you know, what the traditions are in the countries that are represented right, right. by World Showcase in one of our episodes. Um, and I like, you get a lot of that feel there with the food and the ambiance mm-hmm. and everything. I just think that that pushes it over the hump over compared to what you, you know, I mean, the, the kitchens, the food are really great right. at Disney California Adventure Park, but you don't get that same extra added touch right. of the ambiance being there within the country that sure. the food is supposed to have come from. Essentially. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that and totally love doing that. Mm-hmm. We love the, the Epcot um, Festival of the Holidays, mm-hmm. International Festival of the Holidays. When I'm just looking at an overall experience, that's a tough one because like you said, um, being there at World Showcase is always very special and something that you know we don't take for granted um, having the opportunity to go there. I think there's a couple little things that I saw put it over the hump with the Festival of the Holidays at Disney California Adventure Park. Um, it, and they're just little things, you know. So one of them is the fact that um, you can order any of the food dishes at any of the kiosk locations. So you don't have to go to the one you want to place your order. So like if you know you're going to try foods from, you know, four different kiosks, you can go to one kiosk that has the shortest line and, and order and pay for all your food. And then you just bring your receipt to each of the locations. So, you know, just that convenience of not having to go to multiple lines, but rather one line to, to pay an order and then just go to the actual food pickup spot for mm-hmm. each of those places is kind of a really nice um, opportunity to make it easier. Um, yeah, because some of those lines can get really long. Right. And there's some other ones that are like not that long at all. So right. you just go there and order everything and then go to where and rather than have to wait in right. different individually long lines. Exactly. Or, you know, like if you know, like if you 
think, okay, we're going to be heading over to France. Hopefully that line won't be long, you know, and then you get there and it is long. France is always long. I know, I know, maybe bad example, but then you're like, okay, do I want to come back to it or what? Whereas, you know, having the ability to just order, you know, you're just going to go there and you're not going to have that Mm -hmm. tremendous possible tremendous line. A mm-hmm. um, couple other notes to let people know is um, for Magic Key holders, they are again are offering the Sip and Saver package. Um, and that's where you get like a tabbed lanyard and you can use each tab to to uh, make your food purchases. Even if you're ordering at one location, you still just use the tabs. Um, not everything is covered by that. I don't think they cover alcohol in that. But um, it is a way that you can, if you were to use it to purchase the most expensive thing at the different kiosks, you're probably going to save money versus paying cash for each of those dishes. Yeah, it gives you kind of a magic key holder discount essentially, but you have to Spend it on the most expensive things. Right, right. And if you start using some of the lower ones, then you're not getting... Well, I don't think you're not... You're not going to lose money. You're not going to lose money, but you're not not getting the benefit of the discount. Right, exactly. Um, And another interesting little tidbit here, for those of you who may still have a lanyard from 2020 during the uh, festival that that started and closed very quickly. (laughs) The Food and Wine Festival. Right which we have, but we still have some tabs. Um, they're going to grandfather that in for this festival only. So um, you could uh, use those tabs this time as well. They can't, they can't be disconnected. They have to still be on the, the actual lanyard thing. But I thought that was kind of great that yeah, they're doing that. That's a nice, nice, nice extra bonus there for sure. Exactly. All right. So we're down to the last one. Okay. All right. Let's hit me with it. And we couldn't do it without ending on a Santa Claus. No. Oh. All right. So this or that, a place where you'd want to wave and snap a picture of Santa. Okay. All right. In the East Coast, West Coast here. Uh, While he's cruising down Hollywood Boulevard in his candy apple red convertible at Disney Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah, The Santa Claus Mary motorcade there. Yeah. Or at Awani. I hope I'm saying that right. Camp Circle in the Redwood Creek challenge trail and there you can also play seasonal games explore the trail for decorations and hidden toys along the way and and see santa in that rustic hmm. kind of that's a tough one because mm-hmm. that convertible is pretty sweet i yeah. like that you get a little closer interaction with santa and you get the red the trees and everything in the redwood area there within california adventure so I, I think I'll just, I, 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 I'm a Disneyland person at heart and I love the trees <laughs> and I love that area. So I think I'll go with that one, but it's only by a smidgen because that convertible right. is really nice. Exactly. Yeah. Love to see Santa in style there for sure. I know this was a hard one for me as well, um, but I think I'm going with you too. Um, so again, for people who haven't been to Disneyland, the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail, it, they use it differently throughout some seasons you know obviously during halloween it's really cool how they make it for the oogie boogie bash yeah for the oogie boogie bash you know how how they you know really make it kind of a creepy kind of forest look you know and and other times of the year it's just a great like playground area with different you know kind of like obstacle courses that people Mm -hmm. can go through some some are just for kids but yeah but then some for everybody yeah um you know and so it's just kind of a, a lot of great variation throughout the year but it it is just kind of that rustic feel to Mm -hmm. it and um 
you know, kind of like seeing Santa there as well. So I, I agree with you on that one. Yeah. But I mean, it just feels like you're out in nature there. Yeah. I mean, there's something cool, like I said, about Santa cruising down Hollywood Boulevard in that in that uh, that convertible, that uh, red convertible, is, is gorgeous. Um, but even I mean, it is a really it passes by relatively quickly. So you yeah. Have to, you know, whereas you get a little more time seeing Santa, and it just it's just kind of nice just, in that natural yeah. area. Right. So right. I'll just yeah. give it just a slight nod. Yeah. I, I understand. Agreed. So, anyway, so that was this week's look at the holidays, this or that experiences at. Disney parks. Good stuff. Like I said, there wasn't a bad choice in there. There was none of them that I wouldn't want to do that you suggested. Right. I mean, there were some easy choices because I have some preferences mm-hmm. of some things over other things, but um, I would love to do all of those things. I wish we were doing all those things here. <laughs> and uh, um, But anyway, we would love to know what you thought. What? How did you decide on some of these? Which one? Were there some that you vehemently disagreed with us on? Or did you agree across the board with what we chose? I know of many of you, maybe you've only been to Disneyland, so you've only experienced those and you haven't experienced the Walt Disney World ones yet. Or vice versa, you've only been to Walt Disney World and you haven't experienced the Disneyland ones yet. So, you know, it's maybe a little diff more difficult for you. But Yeah, um, Maybe your choice would be trying something new, yeah. you know, because you know what the other one is. So, yeah. yeah. But, but hit us up. We'd love to hear what you, hopefully you've played along and we'd love to hear what you want to decide on and the reasons for them. Yeah. So please do let us know. Yeah. Great job, Michelle. Oh, uh, thank always you. Always does the best. She's the game <laughs> show hostess with the mostest. I think the, the most challenging thing here was editing it so it wasn't going to go too long or, you know, have too many repetitions and nah, things like great. that. But there are so much to do at Disney parks. And yeah. So hopefully you had fun playing along. Yeah, Disney Parks of the Holidays are one of the best spots. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, it really is a great time to get there if you can manage. And I know it's tough for the kids to get them out of school and everything else. But that couple week period right, right after Thanksgiving, we're, we're coming up on here. And before the holidays really hit right. is a really good time to go. And also, usually these things, I know at Disneyland this year, they have a little week or so after New Year's that they go that the the stuff hangs around for a little bit. Like this right. year, it's going through January 9th. Ninth, right, at it ties in the lunar holiday, lunar New Year. Right, so you get a little bit of it after that, and sometimes the crowds are less, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone's there for their main time of holiday. But you can still get a lot of that same experience. Take advantage of that if you can. I know it's not easy, right? But if you can, take advantage of that and experience all these holiday all this holiday goodness exactly so great job michelle oh thank you Game show thanks for playing along yes so that is our disney holidays this or that It's a lot of fun. Like I said, with it, it's not this or that. It's a bit of both. Almost with everything <laughs> know, that right? you mentioned because I'd love to do all of those things. Um, if you can, the good news, except for the ones that we're separating from coastally, um, you can. You, you yeah. know, a lot of times when you're there, you can do both things and check them out because they're they're all great. Right. Or like we said, you know, during during the show already is that, you know, sometimes something might not be easily available to you, whether it be because of, you know, crowds or timing or whatever, but just you know, learning to appreciate 
the things that they do have, they're still pretty spectacular. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you may have never experienced there during the holidays. Even if you've been there several times, there's still things that pop up that you've never seen before. Um, Just a couple years ago, you had a great talk with Père Noël. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know, I know. It was hard not to fit him in this one. She was starstruck. Yes, totally. You know, you know, or not to be talking so much about the cookie stroll and things like that. There's a lot. There's a lot. So much good stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Great stuff, oh, as thank always. Thank you. Let's quickly get to the Disney stories of the week. Don't have a lot for you this week, but I do have a few things I want to get to. I'm going to start with a few of our favorite Disney song scores and albums received Grammy nominations Yay, this congrats. week. Yeah. Well, we loved WandaVision, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite Marvel shows, one of our favorite Disney Plus shows that has come out from last year. Well, the breakout song from the series... <laughs> Agatha All Along is among several nominations Disney has received in the 64th Grammy Awards. Uh, Agatha All Along was nominated in the Best Song Written for Visual Media category. So good luck for that. That's the Lopez. Yes, that, uh, I know. They're yeah. so talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song previously won Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics at the Emmy Awards. So it's already award winning. Yeah. Um, so good for it. Uh, some of the other nominations, uh, Disney and Pixar's Soul received three nods. Best Improvised Jazz Solo for Bigger Than Us by John Batiste. Uh, Best Jazz Instrumental Album for Bigger Than Us by also, again, John Batiste. And Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. Nice. So, yeah, Soul had some great music. Yes. So glad to see it getting some uh, recognition, some Grammy noms mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, Cruella, the live action uh, Cruella. Mm-hmm. Uh, received one for best compilation soundtrack for visual media and the Mandalorian yeah. uh, is got a nomination for best score soundtrack for visual media. So yeah. good luck to all of them. Right. Hope they do well. Very exciting uh, news coming out, out of these Disney shows and movies. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So now moving on to a story out of the parks and said, and mostly right here on the West coast. Well, I said earlier, we had a pause in the virtual queue for one Disneyland guest favorite this week while learning about another that is set to begin coming up here very soon. We'll start with the one that's been put on hold, and that is for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Mm -hmm. Now, um, Web Slingers was put on hold a few weeks back, you may remember, at right. Disney California Adventure Park. Well, just this week, they did the same thing for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, similar to what they did at Disney Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. So if you're planning on going to Disneyland and riding Rise of the Resistance here in the near future, uh, it is just standby only right now. Uh, I've been checking the times, and I've seen anywhere from, usually they're averaging about an hour and a half to two-hour wait time, mm-hmm. so ouch. Yeah. Um, but just know that they tend to pad these times by a little bit. Almost every time you see on there tends to be padded by about five to 10 minutes. Right. Don't quote us on that because they do that for a reason to make, cause they want you to feel like if you get there sooner, rather than it taking longer, right. that makes you feel more fulfilled and waiting for those attractions. Yeah. So they tend to steer the other way. Uh, and Rise of the Resistance, we've seen it by padded as much as 20, 30 minutes. So mm-hmm. just know that going in. Again, no guarantees. 
Um, I have seen it as low as like 45 minutes at times for that. So cool. this is probably all being set up because it probably will be pretty soon that they decide to open up Genie Plus right. here at on the West Coast. Disney we know Band. that's coming. Um, and so it's just a matter of time. And so getting this all set up, getting it ready to go, getting the lightning lane ready right. to go. Uh, that is probably what this is the precursor to. Yeah, it makes sense. So just know that going in, if you have a trip planned here in the near future, that you won't be having to get up at 7 a.m. Right. To do the virtual <laughs> queue. Now, they, it is a pause, so they could reinstitute it at any time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll give you plenty of notice if that happens. Right. But for right now, standby only. So so what's the guest favorite thing that is getting a virtual queue at the Disneyland Resort beginning very soon? What, honey? Well, that's the return of the famous handmade candy canes <laughs> that are so popular right. out here in the West Coast. I mean, they sell out in minutes. Right. They are so popular and they were gone last year. Remember, Disneyland wasn't open during the holidays last year. They had kind of sort of a pseudo thing going on at Disney California Adventure where you could do some shopping and take some pictures right. and do some stuff. But they the parks weren't open, so there was no real super holiday event and the candy canes weren't there. They're back this year for those of you who love those candy canes, especially giving them out as gifts. Right. I mean, they're really, really special and they're limiting one per guest Mm -hmm. so you know it's not like you can go and say okay i'm gonna you know buy five or ten or whatever one you get one yep that's how popular (laughs) they are yeah yeah and they're big so you know one will will do you they're pretty spectacular and you know it's just that they're made there and everything. It's just pretty cool. Yeah. So, so to give you a little more information on this, we'll go to the Disney Parks blog. They said, a tradition since 1968, these infamous, infamous candy canes <laughs> at Disneyland Resort are handcrafted during the holiday season from mixing the ingredients to hand pulling, rolling, and twisting the candy. The result is colorful swirls of oversized sweetness. Yes, I said they were large, 18 inches mm-hmm. long. They are yep. big candy canes. Uh, the very limited number of these our impressive candy canes will be produced by our candy makers this season. They will be sold only at, and here are the dates and where you can buy them, okay? They'll be at Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen at Disneyland Park on December 7th, 9th, 15th, 21st, and 23rd. So if you're going to be mm-hmm. heading to the parks those days. You have a park reservation. Mm-hmm, you'll need a park reservation to get those. Just And a ticket, of course. Right. Some sort of admission into the park. Uh, meanwhile, trolley treats at Disney California Adventure Park will have them on December 8th, 14th, 16th, and 22nd. So uh, if you want a chance to purchase one of those candy canes this year, you'll have to do the mobile wait list system will be used as quantities are very limited. Like Michelle said, one per guest. Uh, once the mobile waitlist is activated, you can add your name and phone number at the location to receive a text back with a time to return to the location for the opportunity to purchase your candy cane again, subject to availability. They will right. sell out. Right. But uh, this is your chance to get those great candy canes and see what the hubbub is all about. Yeah, yeah. It is amazing each holiday season when those go on sale, how, you know, people just really can't wait to get them. And, you know, I know in past how the annual pass system worked and you didn't need a park reservation, a lot of people would just inundate the park just Mm -hmm. to get those. Um, So anyways, it's pretty fun, exciting stuff. Yeah. And if you want a reminder of those dates, check the Disney website. They have them all there. Find out and give you all the details Mm -hmm. on it. But uh, great stuff. Just glad it's it's another thing returning, which is great. Another 
guest favorite thing that's returned. That's right. So, so fun, fun. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, gorgeous, <laughs> intelligent, hardworking. Oh, she gosh. does the best research. She's the game show hostess with the mostest. <laughs> and she has the very best tip. So get let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh my gosh, you're too funny. Okay, so I know in the past... Um, and we've announced that one of the changes with uh, the bell service at Walt Disney World Resort Hotels is that they, you know, although if you're doing a split stay and going from one resort to another, you know, they'll transfer your stuff for you. Easy peasy makes it easy. Um, but they aren't transfer. They are no longer transferring perishable items. And we mentioned that before, but that doesn't mean you a need to throw out your perishables or that you can't handle that yourself. So what you could do is you could, you know, pack up your your perishable items and go to your second resort and ask the bell service to hold it in their refrigerator till you can check into that resort. So, um, you know, it's still a way to, you know, like if, if you're purchased, you know, milk and, you know, eggs or whatever, you know, and you want to go from one resort to another, you know, uh, one of the ways you can do it is to be able to just move it yourself and they'll, they'll help you with that. Then. Very good. That's yeah. good to know. And that's important if that way you can, because you can save some money by doing breakfast in your room. Right. So simple things like cereal or eggs or right. whatever. If you have a kitchenette, then you can do eggs or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Bread, you know, peanut butter and jelly, you know, things like that. Right. Which not necessarily perishable, right. but still you want to keep tabs on. Yeah. Uh, it's a good way to kind of cut a couple costs here and there. Right. So you just need to, you know, um, put them in a bag and label it with your name and your check-in date and the bell service will refrigerate it for you. Very good. Michelle's tips. Thank you. Always the best tips. <laughs> Thanks, baby. My tip for this week, uh, I just want to remind, remind you that, you know, you, you we talked about a lot of holiday stuff here, but you don't need a park ticket or a park reservation to experience some Disney holiday mm-hmm. goodness right. at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. There is some great stuff you can do without having to spend a lot of extra money to get into the parks right. and everything because uh, they've decided to extend these holiday celebrations well outside of the parks, which is great. They've been doing this for years, mm-hmm. but they, they seem to increase it more and more every single year. And we'll start here on the West Coast at Disneyland. Um, you can park, you know, I mean, for a small fee, and you can mm-hmm. even get uh, uh, it validated, get your ticket validated, mm-hmm. and get a little cut off your price of parking right. there. Um, we park at Downtown Disney. And you can go through, they have a lot of holiday offerings there, holiday music, holiday decorations, Disney stuff, Mm -hmm. right there at Downtown Disney. And you can go check out also the Grand Californian Hotel, which always has a beautiful tree. Mm -hmm. I believe they have a gingerbread house. They've had it in the past Mm -hmm. there. Um, So you can get that little taste of that holiday feel at Downtown Disney at at Disneyland. Right, Right exactly. So also at Walt Disney World, well, you can head to Disney Springs. It doesn't cost anything to park extra there. They have the Christmas tree trail there you can go through. Uh, from there, you can catch Disney transportation to many of the hotels. It doesn't cost you anything. That's right. free to go there to any of their hotels and go check out uh, the gingerbread houses, the trees, how they decorate all these different different resorts that right. are throughout Walt Disney World. And it's just a really wonderful way to experience it. Yeah. They have different holiday treats as well at the different resorts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 
or, or you can go ahead and just make a dining reservation for one of the restaurants mm-hmm. at one of these resorts and that will allow you to park there right. and then you can go check out there and you can hop on a monorail or whatever other Disney transportation mm-hmm. to check out some other things and don't sell short Fort Wilderness Campground right. and their decorations and especially the guests that are staying there and going to go through a walkthrough and check out the what they do because they go all out. I mean, this is they they they've been doing this for years. They build up all these decorations to put around their campsites and cabins, etc., just for these specific times of year. Yeah, it is really an amazing, amazing site to behold at Disney Fort Wilderness during the holidays. You know, what, like Tom's saying, uh, people staying in the cabins that they, you know, deck those out. Uh, people who are there with their campers, you know, that the, this is their annual holiday, I mean, annual vacation. And so they really do spectacular job out there. And it's just so fun. It's, you know, kind of like the old fashion of driving through the hall through the neighborhoods to see, you know, holiday decorations and it, what they, what the people do there is just spectacular. Yeah. And it's an easy boat ride either from magic kingdom mm-hmm. or from uh, the wilderness lodge or from the contemporary they right. have boats that go in between those resorts and Fort wilderness. Any of those what will get you, uh, there to check right. it out or you can make a reservation at the trails and uh, restaurant there mm-hmm. and have a nice meal there and that will give you get you allow you to park right uh, nearby you will stop to take transportation to get from the parking lot to the trails right. and restaurant but it's another way you can kind of get in there and check it all out but highly recommended it's underrated for uh, oh, holiday yes. decorations because the guests just go all out oh yeah it's just it, you know some of my favorite holiday memories include going through that, whether uh, we went one year, your mom joined us. Um, my mom and I have done it multiple times. Um, with Even my, one year, rented a golf cart. Right, right. Just, with, for, the, just for the one night. <laughs> yes. And you guys just cruised around yep. throughout the decorations in the exactly. golf cart. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. My niece, Nicole. I mean, it's just, it's a fun thing to do together and definitely worth the, you know, taking the time for it. Yep. Highly recommended. So, but Good uh, tips, all these things again uh, for very little or no extra fee is a way to get a little more Disney holiday in your holiday season. Yeah, great tip, especially since you know, like with some of the annual passes, the blackout dates yeah. are involved with the holiday time that you could still still appreciate some enjoyment and have some fun experiences for sure for sure so so that's it for this week next week well we're back with another of michelle's amazing research pieces (laughs) as she discusses an underrated skill that disney has nearly perfected that's their ability to move people. Mm-hmm. We've uh, we were just talking about you know some of the free transportation right. through Disney. Well, there's lots of way that Disney moves people, and it's going to be interesting. And yes, of course, they also move you emotionally. Right. Uh, but this is physically moving you throughout well, the park. Maybe we'll touch on that too. Yeah. It's it's actually a topic that I've wanted to do for over a year, and just you know kept bumping it aside for different things. Um, that have come up for other topics, but yeah, it's it's kind of like the science of it too. Yeah. So. so I look forward to that. Michelle well, always you. does such great research, and I always <laughs> learn things that I didn't know before. So I can't wait for this episode. And it's really interesting the way Disney moves people in in many different ways. So right. Looking forward to that one. So. 
As for today, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... You would not want to miss the opportunity, if you haven't done so already, to sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. Just another way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. Another great way is to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook... Come on over and join us in our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Just a great space for some positive Disney energy. Yeah, we love those of you who enjoyed. Please invite your friends and family to join along as well. Yes, please join in on the fun we're having over there. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, just do a re, uh, do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love hearing from you, even if it's just to say hi or how tell us how your week is going. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which way. Yes, the Gmail account, but social media. We love when you interact with us. Right. It could be as simple as a like on a post or response, uh, answer to a question, anything, interaction for any podcast that you love. Sometimes we feel like we're just talking out into nothingness. Yeah. (laughs) So when we get some responses back, it really makes us feel good. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It it helps us know what kind of things you enjoy and, you know, maybe what some things you'd like more of. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So thanks to everybody who already interacts with us and hopefully you Mm -hmm. interact with our show or any other show you love in the future. Right. And we also appreciate if you tell a friend about the podcast. Yep, that's the easiest way to let people know that there's a podcast that you enjoy that others might enjoy as well. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.